place where your love is shared the same For the stories where the hero saves the girl somehow Where the no further friends, the adventure never ends We will save the world somehow In Sunspots Comics now Listening to the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 157, where we strongly recommend, but only lightly review, the best of the brand new comic books that just came out this last Wednesday, New Comic Book Day, May 16th. And this particular podcast says, you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. <laughs> I am your host and comic book advocate, Chris Latore. I hope you're having a super fantastic day. Mine's pretty, pretty awesome. So I hope you're having the same kind of thing going on. Thank you for joining us right here on the Sunspots Comics Podcast. I really appreciate it. Do us a little favor. Hit the subscribe button to the Sunspots Comics Podcast. Check us out on all of our past podcasts on our giant podcast feed. And follow us on all the social media. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, and YouTube. All in one easy-to-find name. That's right. Just at Sunspots Comics and you'll find everything. And you'll be fully informed of all things Sunspots Comics. So let's start out with some quick thank yous. First off, I want to thank our sponsor, Pop-Up Tea. Check them out at popuptea.com. If you love a ginormical selection of nerdy t-shirts to buy, then you are going to love popuptea.com. Just go over there to popuptea.com slash collection slash sunspotscomics. You will see some of the comic book pop-up t-shirts that I recommend personally to you. But most importantly... Go to popuptea.com and use the promotional code SUNSPOTSCOMICS and you will get 25% off of any shirt order, even the clearance stuff that's only like 10 bucks. They have been very kind to give us a few dollars anytime that promotional code is used. So go to popuptea.com, use the promotional code SUNSPOTSCOMICS. You'll get 25% off of your nerdy t-shirt order. That's what it's all about. Also, thank you to my friend Nick Papa George. He made our fantastic SUNSPOTS COMICS theme song that you just heard. Please check out his band. It's called Solution. He is the lead singer and the primary sort of sharing guitar guitar duties kind of thing. Go to solutionmusic.net and facebook.com slash solutionreggae for links to their music, for some upcoming show dates. If you love an infusion of rock and ska and you just want to feel good when you listen to some tunes, you're going to love Nick Papa George's band called Solution. So please check them out again, solutionmusic.net or facebook.com slash solutionreggae. Also, thank you to my son, Justin Jables, for his work on our Sunspots comic spinoff podcast called Sunspot Scene. Sunspot Scene is my son, Jables, and a couple of buddies. They talk about movies and TV shows of all genres, not just comic books. Uh, sometimes they even play like a weird little goofy game at the very end, so always listen through to every episode. Episode 16 is available right now, where they review the movie and the book, Ready Player One. It's really super nerdy and a good time, so please check it out. If you already subscribed to the Sunspots Comics Podcast, you don't gotta do anything. You'll already get it. But they're also available on all the podcatchers like SoundCloud and stuff. And please follow them on Instagram, at SunspotsScene. That's what it's called, so thank you. So let's jump right in. To the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 157, starting out with a thank you to a podcast listener. So real fast before we get into the meat and potatoes of the podcast, I want to say hello to Young Minded Giant. He was nice enough to give us a five-star positive review. He wrote, great info on new comic book titles that are out and great energy. Overall, love it, and gave us five stars. 
Thank you, a Mr. Young Minded Giant, on your very positive review. Those words keep my nerdy quest going. That's right. Thank you, Young Minded Guest, for taking that time. It does take a few minutes. You got to go over there to the iTunes. You got to give us five stars. You got to write something. So, Young Minded Giant, please send me your address to chris at sunspotscomics.com. And I'm going to mail you, snail mail you out, a comic book related fun pat prize pack. With all kinds of, of kind of nerdy stuff, like maybe a few Aftershock comics or some other comics that I have. Or maybe even a toy or three. Going out to you, Mr. Young-Minded Giant, just for giving us a five-star review on, on, on iTunes. So we thank you. Thank you very much. It means a lot to me. And don't forget you, yes you, if you write us a five-star review with some positive words, you can also get the same nerdy prize package from yours truly right here, Chris at Sunspots Comics. So, now let's get right into the Sunspots Comics podcast. Uh, further on here, issue number 157, starting out with some stuff that's been floating around inside my nerd brain. The first nugget of nerd lodged oh so deeply into the deep nerdy recesses of my brain is my Deadpool 2 movie review. Yes, I saw it. Man. Uh, also, light spoiler-ish alert. Just in case, but really don't worry, I don't go too deep into like describing every single part of the movie, etc. and everything that happened. I just talk about some of the interesting points, some of the things that I thought made it good, made it bad, whatever. But uh, just in case you've been semi-light, spoiler-ish, alerted. But first off, Deadpool 2, I gotta say Ryan Reynolds uh, kicked out the dough here for some extra money to put into the CGI. I think it just had a more realistic look to it. It looked like a, a little more polished film. It just had all the bells and whistles that made it feel a little more uh, like they spent some money on it. So I got to say props to that. I mean, the cinematic effect, the, the cinematography looked fantastic. It just looked clean. Even the slow motion moments that were infused with some CG looked realistic. I got to give props to the visual department of Deadpool 2. But I also, uh, before I go into the meat of the movie... I love the hilarious, uh, nostalgic 80s kind of soft pop soundtrack. <laughs> That's the best way to describe it. I mean, there is the the one new Celine Dion song, which gets stuck into my brain, Ashes. Uh, but the rest of the soundtrack definitely focused around soft 80s pop tracks like uh, 9 to 5 from Dolly Parton. <laughs> um, Peter, I think Peter Gabriel's In Your Eyes was in it. Yes, he was holding a, a very small a boombox over Deadpool's head at one point. Hilarious. Uh, they definitely made the soundtrack for the 40-somethings like me. <laughs> so, a thank you, Deadpool 2. And I also love the amazing, very upgraded score from Tyler Bates. He did the first uh, score and orchestration for Deadpool 1. He did it again. Uh, this time it was definitely more orchestrated. Last time it felt uh, just more digital and more sort of drum effects, etc. This time it felt more uh, cinematic. It felt like it, f it just fit better cinematically. Uh, there were some great little repeat little sounds that had a thematic tone to them. So it was like the Deadpool uh, theme, if you will, that was kind of replayed in an orchestrative way, which was fantastic. But then they also uh, went professional, sure, but then mixed into the raunchy, kind of hilarious tracks. Like I saw one that was called You Can't Stop This MFR. <laughs> and yet it was orchestrated. And there was even a like a choir singing the uh, a hook. Holy shitballs. 
<laughs> I just and it's supposed to sound uh, beautiful, sung by this massive choir, but uh, raunchy and hilarious. It was like uh, Tenacious D had somehow uh, permeated into the Deadpool 2 soundtrack. That's what it kind of reminds me of. Um, <laughs> but uh, the Merc with a with a heart uh, promised early on in the film that uh, this film was about family. <laughs> and uh, you might find yourself uh, maybe wanting to roll your eyes a little, like, right, Deadpool 2 is about family, but, uh, you know, that sounds like an odd concept. But they delivered. They actually delivered on that family feel here. And I won't say how, but I was really surprised that they did, and they made it work. So it's definitely the Merc with a heart. Uh, also, surprise character that you uh, see, I won't even say the name of that uh, individual, was awesome. Uh, the X-Force sequence was probably my favorite sequence because it doesn't go uh, the way you think it will. It's hilarious. Uh, I love that Domino kind of stole the show for a bit. Kind of gave us a, a break, if you will, from the overly raunchy attitude of, of Deadpool and took over the show just being this this badass woman that uh, just has a little bit of luck in everything that she does. I just loved it. I love Domino. I want more Domino. Uh, I hope we see that in Deadpool 3. So hope we see her there. I also want to see the whole movie again because there there was a lot of very fast, of course, inappropriate humor that only Deadpool can deliver that you kind of miss. There were a lot of people laughing uh, longer than you would think into the next part of all the spoken words, so you miss stuff. Uh, plus, they went like a little deeper cut with some of the pop culture references, so you got to see it again to kind of tie that together and to actually hear all of the gags because, like I said, people are laughing and it happens and the, and then the, the laugh is contagious and it just sort of carries on and then, you know, you know they've already said 12 words but you kind of missed it. And like I said, deep cut references to some pop culture stuff. So I want to see it again just for that, which is nice. I think that actually adds some of the rewatchability to the film right there. So hats off to them. So it's a buy for me, which says a lot. I don't buy a lot of movies uh, much now these days. So it is a definite buy. It's 4.5 out of 5 sunspots. An A- minus for me overall. I just gave it that complete score. Um, by the way, stay until the lights come up, folks. It's so crazy when I still see people in a Marvel film that just go, Well, this is over, and just leave. <laughs> stay till they're sweeping is my rule on Marvel films. Or any comic book movie for that matter. Just kind of hang out. Watch the credits. See who the boom adjuster is. That's right. I guess. <laughs> But another thing that's stuck inside my nerd brain as we move on from Deadpool 2 is that Comic-Con revolution in Ontario, the city in California, which I live not too far away from, was this last weekend. And it was actually a really big deal for me because it was the first time going to a comic book convention that I worked for Aftershock Comics, like fully worked for them. They let me run the booth uh, along with the help of my amazing, amazing wife. I have to say thank you so much, Patsy. Uh, I know you're not really into this nerd stuff and into the nerd world. But you were such a little nerdy trooper, you did everything to really help me there, and so thank you very much to my wonderful wife, Patsy. But anyway, we did the setup, the teardown at the Ontario Comic-Con Revolution, it's the second year of it, uh, and I got to speak to so many Aftershock fans, which was fantastic. Folks like Selby, hello, uh, just to name a few, uh, Gabe, um, Jonathan, Chris, uh, you know who you are, Chris. <laughs> um, gosh, just to name a few that popped into my head. Uh, but thank you all all to every single Aftershock Comics fan that came over to say hello and buy some Aftershock Comics. I just want to say a thank you to you. And uh, also to the comic book fans that came by that didn't know what Aftershock Comics was about. It was nice giving them the elevator pitches, 
kind of telling them what it's all what aftershock comics is all about it's it's hard sometimes to know if if i should go really heavy into explaining one comic book or just keep it light keep it easy just give a traditional elevator pitch so that i can cover more aftershock comics to talk about so i don't know it's a a learning process it's my first time uh behind the booth on the other side of things if you will i'm always going to comic book conventions uh, just as a retailer buyer fan and this was this was different uh, grounded to the Aftershock Comics booth, but it was a ton of fun. I, I just I wish more people were at this small convention, but we still had a lot of fun. And I want to thank Aftershock Comics for giving me the opportunity to represent you guys and uh, to be there at the Comic Con Revolution in Ontario. But again, thank you to every single fan that I met. If I missed your name, I am sorry. There are so many of you. Jose, uh, Jesus, uh, <laughs> hey guys. But anyway, thank you to every Aftershock comic fan or even if you weren't that came by to just buy some stuff i really appreciate it so thank you and another nerdy thing that's lodged in there real good is my batman ninja movie review yes and of course light spoiler alert semi really light i'm i don't again like i don't spoil the stuff but this has been out for a few weeks so it might be a little deeper in the spoilery neighborhood but uh i gotta start off by saying I have been just a light fan of the DC animated uh, features historically. Matter of fact, I own only three DC animated features. Uh, three total. And Batman Ninja is one of the three. That tells you something right there, folks. But this is a 2D, 3D, well, it's kind of 3D-ish, but it's more 2D in style. Uh, animated, super stylized Batman manga movie. This was so good. I was so just refreshed and surprised how good this was. I have wanted uh, this kind of leap into a different animation style for DC Animated Features for a long time. With all the different art styles and different cartooning styles and animation style, why has the DC Animated Features all kind of looked exactly like? I don't know. But finally we get Batman Ninja. There are some way out there bananas moments in this. (laughs) Like the... Ninja monkeys that form into a giant spirit Voltron kaiju monkey? Uh, Yeah, it goes a bit kaiju crazy, but it's great! (laughs) I was really surprised how much I like that stuff. It even has those manga close-up shots announcing a character with some cool kind of Batman ninja font all surrounding it, like you're playing a video game. Uh, It's got time travel, it's got this crazy bat ninja clan, all the bat family is there, uh, including the very well-done Joker, by the way, played by Tony Hale? which he's from this show, Arrested Development, and other things that I love. And Harlequin, who's played by veteran in the biz, Tara Strong. She's done everything. Look her up. Tara Strong has done every female character, I think even a few male characters, in the animation voiceover business. She's a fantastic voice professional. They even have this kind of odd sequence where the art style completely changes to a more realistic style. It looks like you're looking at a beautiful Japanese painting that is alive. It's very cool-looking. And a very kind of interesting sequence that ties into the story. Um, I bought this film without watching it. I rarely ever do that. I just felt so good about it. I had I was filled with so much hope that, yeah, I made that that leap uh, in, of faith into buying Batman Ninja. But hopefully, it, thankfully, it paid off. Uh, Batman Ninja is fantastic. Overall, I give it a 4.25 out of 5 sunspots. I gave it a buy. A B plus, A minus is where I would put it. I'd say B plus. But Batman Ninja, just purchase it, buy it, rent it, whatever you can. Go and see it. It's a fantastic manga ninja fun with Batman in there. Uh, Go see it. I highly, highly recommend it. There's my review of Batman Manga. Batman Ninja. Hey!
<laughs> and the last thing that's a floating and bouncing around up inside my nerd brain is that I'm actually writing a comic book called Zombie Destroyers. And wow, this has been a passion project of mine since I was a teeny little child, although I was never really teeny. I was always a pretty big baby. I was born 10 pounds. Crazy, I know. Um, <laughs> but it's a comic book that I'm creating. I'm writing it, coloring it, lettering it. My good friend Jordan Hudson is doing his gorgeous art and finishes. Uh, please check out his Instagram at skablad, S-K-A-B-L-A-D-D, or skablad, to check out some of his art. It's phenomenal. Uh, just a quick Zombie Destroyers update of my comic book. We are finishing up the last two pages of Zombie Destroyers issue number one. They are looking so crazy good. So we hope to finish it in three to four months and get it out there to the folks where the crowdfunding kind of stuff will start, etc. And me being at cons trying to sell it. But it's Zombie Destroyers, my comic book. I'm super proud of it. If you want to see and put your eyeballs on what it looks like, go to sunspotscomics.com. Click on Zombie Destroyers. I put six sample pages there. The cover page, pages one through four, and a crazy picture of Jordan's dad cosplaying at a Comic-Con as a character that I created. Zombie Destroyers, father and mentor, Bruce. It's so super cool. You got to go look at it. Go to sunspotscomics.com and click on Zombie Destroyers. And next up, a quick mention of our segment called Spotlighting. There are a ton of interviews with some great guests on our podcast feed, so check them out. But a few weeks ago, I posted a spotlighting interview with comic book artist and movie director Troy Nixie. It's on our podcast feed. He is an amazing artist doing this comic book that I'm loving through Dark Horse called Vinegar Teeth. His art is just wild and wacky, <laughs> uh, best way to put it. And he also directed a movie written by Guillermo del Toro called Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. We talk about the movie, we talk about a whole bunch more. Please check it out on the feed, I'm super proud of it. Follow him on his social media, at Troy Nixie. I'm very proud, humbled that he came on to do an interview. Thank you again, Troy, by the way. So spotlighting, if you work in comic books you're, or you're trying to break into comics like myself, it's tough, I know, and would like to have a just a fun conversation right here on a future podcast. Send me a message, maybe even a little review uh, of your copy of your work so I can look at it to my email, chris at sunspotscomics.com, or message me at sunspotscomics. I'd love to kind of support you in your struggles to becoming a comic book creator, or you're already in there and you just want to sort of showcase some of your work. If I really love it, I will chase after you and try to get you right here on the podcast, as you can see in the past podcast feed. I do have one maybe coming up for issue number 158, so I'm working on it. We're lining it up as we speak. But that is spotlighting, so hit me up if you'd like to be on the podcast. So now, on to the main course, the centerpiece, the sweet spot of the Sunspots Comics podcast, which is my comic book reviews and recommendations where I share with you my favorite new comic books that I recommend that you buy, you read, right now that just came out last Wednesday, May 16th, new comic book day. And one last semi-spoiler-ish alert. Yes. Don't really worry, though. I work super-duper hard on just trying to get you inspired to go and buy these comic books and read them. So I'm not going to spoil them. I, I'm not a fan of podcasts that do that. That's why one of the reasons why I wanted to have my own podcast was to do it my way. But I never discuss the last few pages. I leave them alone. I only cover some of the interesting points that makes up each comic book just to kind of get the, the juices flowing and get you out there to buy these comics. But just in case, you've been super-duper light, semi-spoiler-ish alerted. Also, to just see everything that I'm reading, see everything that's going on in the Sunspots Comics world, go to sunspotscomics.com. Click on the pull list if you want to see the recently updated 113 titles that I'm reading. I update it every single week. Click on the top comic books of the week and you will see all of my, t my past top picks. They're all right there, laid out for you super easy. 
I update it, I simplify it, I compact sunspotscomics.com every single week. So I'm super proud of it. Please go check it out, sunspotscomics.com, every so often. Thank you. So let's get into the art winners. Every single week I pick a artist winner of the week and a cover artist winner of the week. So let's get into this week's artist winner. It is Eisner Award winning artist Marcos Martin for Barrier, issue number three from Image Comics in partnership with Panel Syndicate. Marcos Martin has drawn Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Batgirl, just to name a few that come off the top of my head. But his, in my opinion, his best art is when he partnered up with Brian K. Vaughn, uh, like Private Eye from Panel Syndicate. Go check that out. And this, Barrier, by the way, amazing. Uh, this particular issue, Barrier issue number three, has no dialogue. Zero words, folks. Let me tell you, that is really hard to, to pull off. It's hard to convey a complete story without any words. Marcos Martin pulls it off here in spades. He does a fantastic job. I've, I've read comics in the past where they have no words and you will just get lost. You won't know exactly what's happening or the story just isn't compelling. It doesn't really grab you or gravitate. But that doesn't happen here at all. <laughs> Barrier fantastically conveys the story. Uh, you will get immersed and you will find yourself uh, understanding the emotion of every character as you're going along. It's just beautifully and perfectly captures so many subtle little face facial emotions. And that's not easy to do um, because a lot of times you got to support that with words. Plus, he lays out the action in a way that you always know you just know what's happening. Like it's hard sometimes. We don't have words kind of leading you to each panel. Your, your eye can float sometimes. Maybe I go down here. Maybe I go up here. It's just the way he leads you in his action that will just always, you'll clearly understand what is happening. Um, also, the color diversity in this is wonderful. Uh, you don't get trapped in just kind of one color palette. I love that. It just blends and changes, and you don't get comfortable in one hue. It, the, the hue just changes. Uh, the aliens are so beautiful and disgusting at the same time. <laughs> it's, that's very hard to do. Uh, but thank you, Marcos Martin. Your art uh, for Barrier Issue Number 3 is truly inspiring. Um, that's why you're absolutely the artist winner of the week. And the cover artist winner of the week is David Rubin for Ether, the Copper Gems, issue number one from Dark Horse. It's my cover pick of the week because it just looks so different than a lot of comics out there. As you're scanning along a shelf and you see Ether, the Copper Golems, it's just like, boom. It just hits you. It just bounces out. It just looks very different. Uh... It, describing it, it's our main character, Boone. He's kind of this part scientist, part archaeologist-ish Indiana Jones guy perched uh, on this wreckage of a giant copper golem in this garden of beautiful luminescence on this. And he's sitting on this, riding on this strange ostrich kind of dinosaur alien looking thing. <laughs> but it's glorious and strange and odd and beautifully colored. So many oranges and reds and crimsons and rusts it just kind of lives in these reds and orange hues and then there's green suns and this weird alien plant life just invading the frame it's it's a wonderful dance of colors and space fantasy goodness it's such a delight to look at it thank you mr david rubin senor rubin david rubin it's gorgeous i will pretty much buy anything you draw david so it doesn't matter um <laughs> so the cover artist of the winner right here again this week is ether the Copper Golems, issue number one. Go look at it. Man, it's so gorgeous and crazy looking at the same time. And the breakdown. I actually read 14 comics this week, and four of them made it to the Great Ones recommendation list. So, yeah, it's tough making that top list for here, folks. It's a, 
a, just a bunch of things and rules I got to follow to make sure that it's a great one that I recommend to you. So only the great make it to my recommendation list. There's only four. And new number ones. There were two new number ones this week. Uh, only one of them made it to the top pick list, though. So I will announce what that number one is here in just a sec. So let's get into the top comic book recommendations of the week. This is my great ones list of new comic books that just came out. New comic book day, May 16th. That's right, just this last Wednesday. I do recommend you go buy these at your local comic book shop today. Support your local comic book shops, folks. So now, on to my top comic book recommendations of the week. Coming in at number four is Death of Love from Image Comics, issue number four. This is writer Justin Jordan, art by Donald DeLay. Beautiful art, by the way. This is one of those titles that just seems to be getting better and better every single week. Um, quick gist is uh, some people are taking a uh, heart-shaped drug and seeing that there's cupids all over the place and the cupids realize they can see you and then it's just a cupid fight. There are hordes of cupidae. I guess it's I think that's an actual word. They reference that here in the comic. I'm going to go with it. Uh, versus, uh, yeah, you're this goofy little group of people. <laughs> um, and there's just some ultra fun violence in this as these cupids are just slain. It definitely fills the gap of this comic that I love called Chew that was just kind of bonkers and bananas. This is most definitely that. This has some very, really kind of funny beats that very, very much work. It's effed up fun, I'll tell you right now. Rated R stuff. There's some gory moments. Uh, but there's a bunch of great lettering, by the way, that <laughs> instead of like a pow, bang, you know, piff, it says, uh, Mama said knock you out <laughs> as the sound effect. <laughs> and I love that. Um, this is definitely my favorite of the series, which is crazy. It's Death of Love, issue four. Um, but yeah, you got to see it. Finally, our main character is not alone. His friends agreed to try this experimental heart-shaped drug to see that they are surrounded by cupids trying to kill them. And so it's strange. The cupids don't see you and don't, uh, don't even pay any attention to you in the world unless you take this drug and then you can see them. Uh, so it's just, it's an oddball concept. Yes, but it's fun. Like I said, it's just effed up violence. Uh, a bunch of kind of funny dudes, a lot of humor, killing cupids. Yeah, that's right. They're flying around the world in hordes, in droves, in packs. It's crazy. Death of Love. Check it out. It's 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 goofy and wild and crazy. If you like that, get Death of Love immediately from Image. So fantastic and weird. <laughs> but that's the kind of stuff I, I like. So there it is. So now we are already on to the top three comic book picks of the week. Here we go. Here's the top three. So coming in. At number three is our cover artist winner of the week, Ether Copper Golems, issue number one. Man, oh man, oh man, oh man. I love Ether. I love David Rubin. This is written by Matt Kent and all the art by our cover artist winner, David Rubin, by the way. I told you. Crimson colors, alien madness, goodness on the front cover. You got to see it. It's a thing of beauty. But uh, this is a heartfelt issue here, being uh, the brand new sort of arc. There was a, a previous arc to Ether. You gotta go see it. I do believe it was five issues. This is uh, not. They decided not to go with issue number six, but it, it, to start over at number one to make it easier for folks that get intimidated by all these high numbers. But because uh, uh, I'm more of a fan of legacy numbering and just keep it simple. But anyway, uh, heartfelt issue here because he says goodbye. To his older wife. So going into this ether, this other dimension uh, that our scientist, uh, archaeologist Boone is trying to find out more about. Um, it messes with time. So his wife is much older and he's actually saying goodbye, looking for her blessing. And uh, it's it's great, this little loving exchange between them. They just 
time has passed and they've just kind of come to an agreement. They were on a lot of rocky terms uh, in the past, mostly based on problems uh, stemming from this weird interdimensional portal uh, leading into this crazy world called the Ether. Um, even his daughter, so this is very kind of father, wife, daughter kind of at its core here. The daughter wants to work with him, so even she's a little bit older now, time has skipped forward, and she's joined this agency that is protecting the ether to be closer to her dad, which is something I very much relate to. After my parents split up, I uh, decided to move up to Vegas and kind of live near my dad for a while to get to know him, so this hits home for me in a personal way. Uh, a strange fantasy comic, but that aspect of it really hits me hard and emotionally and hits home for me. But she feels like her dad abandoned her and now she's starting to understand the importance of this ether as the, these copper golems have kind of walked through these open, open portals in the earth. So there's more portals opening up to the ether on earth and these crazy sort of kaiju giant copper golems are walking through. So that's the, the core element of the gist of what this comic is about. Um, but man, the, he has to seek out some additional help and that's not easy for him. He's a quiet guy. He doesn't like to ask for help. He's super intelligent, but he goes to the, this spell breaker, uh, who's kind of this spell binder elf kind of person. And there's Glum. He's there. It's their gorilla gatekeeper. He was, he was in the last arc. He's hilarious. He's funny. It's weird to get to the ether. You have to kill yourself. And at the moment of death, your body sort of changes chemically and that allows you to go into the ether. Yeah. It is odd. It is crazy, but it's an adventure. Um, you have to savor this. It's fun, fantastic stuff. Will Boone be able to save planet Earth from these open portals leading to the ether where these copper golems have stepped out and they're creating all kinds of mass hysteria? Great stuff. Great concept. Great story and wonderful, weird, awesome art from David Rubin. Check it out, guys. It's, it's a thing of beauty. It's wonderful. And uh, coming in at number two is from Valiant Comics. It is Bloodshot Salvation, issue number nine. And this is our team of Mr. Writer Ray Fox with assists by Jeff Lemire. I mean, that's two powerhouse writers right there. Beautiful, wonderful, definitely runner-up to art winner of the week, Renato Guedes. Uh, he has been an art winner in the past. Uh, follow him on everything. His art is gorgeous. Renato Guedes. Thank you so much. G-U-E-D-E-S, by the way. Hope I'm saying it right. But um, Blood Salvation, Bloodshot Salvation, issue number 10 is focused around uh, Bloodhound, the nano-infused dog that is the partner of Mr. Bloodshot himself. And this is actually set in World War One. yes, around 1916, so it very much has that Wonder Woman movie feel to it. It's right in that era, it's right in that color palette, the greens, the grays, the washed out colors. It even seems like it's set in No Man's Land where Wonder Woman, the movie, takes place. It just seems like that. They're deeply dug into these trenches and trying to cross this body of land. It's focused around the British, actually, versus Nazis. And this professor comes out. Yes, he's got the circular glasses. Who doesn't love a professor with circular glasses? Come on, we're all suckers for that. And he brings out these pack of nanite-infused dogs that are genetically altered. They're like sort of uh, 1.0 of the nanites and of the sort of bloodshot world because this does, as far as historically goes in the bloodshot, uh, as far as we know, the... The, the, this is the youngest of 1916, would be the earliest nanite-infused anything. So it looks like dogs were first. Uh, sad, they tested on dogs. But <laughs> there they are. And so they first have to convince this 
this British colonel to let these nanite-infused dogs across this body of land to attack Nazis. But it didn't take them all that much. <laughs> but it's action-packed. It's gloriously gruesome. Uh, the professor has this loving relationship with the dogs. That's the centerpiece there that adds that emotional heart. You'll see what I'm talking about. Fantastic facial emotions. Uh, Renato Guedes does a very hyper-realistic, I think in some cases, uh, photo rendering done, which is fine. He at least colors it and inks it and pencils it in a way that it doesn't just look flat on the page. It has dimension. So hats off to you. Uh, some of the, You can tell some of the imagery was sort of recycled, but that's fine. Angles were changed and cut. I know how it goes with photorealistic stuff, or at least it feels like that at moments. I could be totally wrong, but it has that effect because of the hyper-realism in Bloodshot Salvation issue number nine. Um, they release this quite often and art, the art team changes. Uh, I, I kind of hope they keep Renato Guedes on this because your art is wonderful, my, my man. Wonderful stuff. But um, yeah, you got to see what happens to these dogs. I'm a sucker for dog story. I was actually hoping it would be like zero dialogue and just the stories of the dogs. But they they twisted it here and made it interesting and set it into World War One that a lot of people don't uh, write stories on or movies on. There's not much of the World War One era. So as far as the other types of media go. But here you go. Bloodshot Salvation, issue number nine. It was funny. At um, at the Ontario Comic-Con Revolution this weekend, there was a guy dressed in World War One garb. And he came by the Aftershock booth. And I want to say his name was Tony. So if that's right. Hello, Tony, in the World War One garb when you stop by the Aftershock booth. And I recommended this comic to him because I'm like, hey, if you like that era, just so happens I read from Valiant Comics, Bloodshot Salvation, issue number nine. All set in World War One and had these crazy nanite-infused dogs with genetic alterations. So, hello, Tony, if that was your name. The guy dressed in cosplay, uh, the World War One cosplay stuff. But anyway, here we go. Now on to the number one top comic book pick of the week. The great one. The supreme leader. The big kahuna. Here we go. Coming in at number one. The number one comic book of the week is... Barrier. Issue number three. So this is our artist winner of the week. As I said, uh, Marcos Martin, gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Uh, you got to put your eyeballs on this. There's no dialogue in this comic. By the way, this is the second week in a row that Barrier was the number one issue. So that might be an absolute first. So go get Barrier, folks. Uh, this is, of course, written by Brian K. Vaughn and art by Marcos Martin. So the no dialogue conveys such interesting tension. Uh, and like I said, the action is just led so perfectly uh, it tells this story uh, with no words. That's really hard to do. You've got our, our Oscar character. He's a Mexican citizen and single dad trying to sneak into America. And Liddy, this uh, small horse farm, not small horse. It, she's a horse farmer. It's just a small farm. <laughs> she doesn't have a farm of small horses. That would be kind of cool, though. Um, and they're both trapped on an alien spacecraft in this. And I like the little thing that they do with these. They have bleeding ears because when the aliens try to speak, they only speak in colors. And when they do, just blood gushes out of their ears. Yeah, and so they're not able to sort of speak or hear. And so they have to sort of make up their own little sign language. And Oscar kind of runs into this weird room that's so beautifully drawn. This kind of cave of, of earth junk. Uh, they, like maybe these they're alien hoarders. I don't know, but it's a random smattering of street signs and car parts and computer pieces and vending machines. It's just a smattering of weird stuff like they just kind of came down to earth with one of those giant claws. Ah, the claw. <laughs> and picked up random things. Uh, I wonder if Brian Kavon conceptually used that. Um, anyway, 
Um, so it's very interesting, very tense. No dialogues. Moving along. What are they? Where are they? What are they, where are they going? Where are they in space? You don't know. Again, these aliens are so beautifully drawn and disgusting looking at the same time. They're just like a gelatinous gob of goo uh, with orifests all over. The best way to describe it. And tentacles. I mean, it's a mess, folks. They are a gobbly goop of alien awesome mess. <laughs> but I got to know where this is going. There's only five issues. Uh, issue number four comes out next week. So wouldn't it be crazy if like three podcasts in a row barrier was number one? But that's never happened. I know that for sure. But I think there has been a two weeks in a row like this. So go get Barrier. Uh, that's I covered a lot of it in the when I covered the the cover art, but very simple in design. Like I said, no words at all. You can kind of read this on without reading the other two, but I wouldn't. I would just go get them. Get Barrier. Brian K. Vaughn. He does stuff like Saga. He does stuff like Why the Last Man. Uh, fantastic, phenomenal stuff. Uh, what was that Canadian one that he did where it was Canada versus the U.S.? I can't remember the name of that. That was even good, and it was a short story. There's a bunch that Brian K. Vaughn has done. He is a master in the business, multi-Eisner winner. So is Marcos Martin that did the art here. Massive Eisner winner. He's won, he's won a bunch of them. They do the panel syndicate stuff. Go back and look at Private Eye that they did together, Brian K. Vaughn and Marcos Martin, which he... By the way, their private uh, their panel syndicate was supposed to be like digital-only comics, that didn't work out. They put them out in paper. <laughs> so it's kind of a nina nina um, in a little teeny little way where it's just like Brian Kivon say, no, no, no uh, paper, digital only. And here we go. We're reading it on paper. But anyway, <laughs> um, go get Barrier. It's phenomenal. Easily the number one issue of the week. No dialogue. Two people on an alien ship. It reminds me of, uh, what was that alien film uh, where they're just abducted like into the fire or up in flames, something like that. Oh my goodness, I can't remember the name of it, but um, it was this crazy alien abduction movie that was they were supposed to be. It's supposed to be real, by all accounts. Um, the light in the sky, something like that. But anyway, uh, go get Barrier. It's phenomenal. It's a fantastic comic. It's easily the number one pick of the week. So there you go. That's the Sunspots Comics issue number one fifty seven. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you go get these comics because they're so good. Get all four of them. Let me quickly lock the vault door. So there you go. Those are my comic book recommendations for New Comic Book Day. May 16th. Support those local comic book shops, folks. Go out there. Go to comicbookstorelocator.com if you need to. Or just look up your local comic book shop and support them and go and buy these comic books. And tell them, Chris from the Sunspots Comics Podcast, the guy that works at Aftershock Comics, sent you. You never know. I could have been there. That's what I do. I visit comic book shops constantly for Aftershock Comics. But if you have any questions, comments, you want a personal comic book recommendation, email me directly at chris at sunspotscomics.com. Maybe there's a comic book out there I should be reading. There's a lot of stuff. I try not to miss everything, but you never know. I go through previews. I go through various websites like comiclist.com is one I just checked out recently to try to find everything that's new that's coming out for Wednesday, but I miss stuff. So if you have a recommendation for me, send it to me, chris at sunspotscomics.com. I'd love to hear your recommendation. Check out our blog at blog.sunspotscomics.com. And do you want to win some free comic books? Would you like them? Some free digital comic book codes? All you got to do is just go to our past Sunspots Comics podcast and get some. There are some unclaimed Marvel digital comic book codes in past podcasts. Just go listen to the Sunspots Comics podcast, the old ones in the feed. Grab that digital code. Be the first one to grab it. Then go to marvel.com slash redeem and get your free Marvel digital comic book. Captain America 700's in there. I don't believe that has been claimed yet. So there are still some. Go to the po- po- podcast feed and go get those free comic books. 
Sign up for our email newsletter at sunspotscomics.com slash contact. And hey, go check out cryptidzoo.com. My buddy Julian makes these sweet, kind of weird, augmented reality t-shirts based on cryptozoology. You use this Erasma app and your smartphone to make the Cryptid Zoo t-shirts come to life. It's so crazy cool, you gotta see it. Go to cryptidzoo.com and use the promotional code Sunspots Comics, that's right, and get 25% off of your order. Just go over to cryptidzoo.com, that's C-R-Y-P-T-I-D zoo.com. And tune in next week for issue number 158 of the Sunspots Comics podcast. I will be reading a list of 12 new comic books that come out on May 23rd with two new number ones that are coming out next week. So hopefully they are super great so that I can recommend them to you on the next podcast. And if you'd like to give us a little back right here, just giving us a little something to the Sunspots Comics podcast, go to iTunes, give us some positive words like Young Minded Giant did. Thanks again. And give us five stars at the same time. I'll even read your review on a future podcast, give you a shout out, and mail you a comic book related surprise box delivered to your house. Maybe even some toys and some fun stuff in there. So please subscribe, listen in, tell a nerdy loved one to check us out at the Sunspots Comics Podcast. Yes, spread the word. It's up to you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you had a good time with this. Buy those comic books. So until next week, spend some time with the ones you love. And go read some comics and then do those things together. Bring those worlds together. Two worlds collide. Stay nerdy, my friends. Be like water. See you next week. Bye. Later. Comics now.